Hey, everyone, and welcome to the All It Takes is a Goal podcast, the best place in the entire world, including all of Canada, to learn how to build new thoughts, new actions, and new results. I'm your host, John Acuff, and today I'm going to tell you the 24 reasons people don't finish their goals. And more importantly, the three things you can do to make sure you finish yours. Whoa. That's a lot of reasons, right? 24. There's a second woe today, too. It's my birthday. Today, December 19th, is my birthday. I'm 47 years old today. That is bonkers to me. That's uh, late 40s, officially, by the way. Um, I think we can all agree that like 40, 41, 42, early, th- early 40s. Or if you're 30, 31, 32, early 30s. And then the middle is like 43, 44, 45. I'll even give you 46. But then 47, 48, 49, late 40s. I am now in my late 40s. You'll probably hear that wisdom coming across in this episode. You'll probably be in your car, at the gym, thinking, this this feels different. And you know what? You're right. That's extra wisdom you're getting today. This extra wisdom is going to be applied to 24 reasons people don't finish their goals. First of all, who makes a list of 24 reasons? Well, well, I do. I'm a, I'm a goal nerd. I love goals. Learning how to build, work on, and accomplish goals in my mid-30s changed my life. Goals helped me write nine books. Goals helped me move to Nashville. Goals helped me start my own seven-figure business. That's what you're supposed to say when you're an entrepreneur, right? Like seven-figure. It's true, but it still feels a little Sunday, Sunday, Sunday to me. But goals really changed my life. It's not an exaggeration to say I can draw a line in my life that neatly divides everything from before goals and after goals. I believe in the power of goals because I've experienced it myself and I've seen goals change the lives of hundreds of thousands of people just like you. And it's almost the new year, a time when a lot of people talk about goals. So for the next few weeks, I've got a ton of special content headed your way on this podcast related to tactical, practical things you can do to set yourself up for success this year. Today, we're going to talk about all the reasons people have a hard time finishing their goals. Have you ever had a hard time? Has there ever been something that got in your way? Did you have a really good goal in January, but by February you'd forgotten about it or you got knocked off course in like March? You're probably going to recognize yourself in this episode. Now, this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately because I've been writing the content for a new three-day event I'm doing online. It's called the Guaranteed Goals Challenge. It's free. It's going to be super fun. You can sign up at acuff.me slash challenge. We'll link it in the show notes. It's acuff.me slash challenge. So why don't people finish goals? Are you ready? Are you ready for the list? Are, Are you? Are you sure? It's a long list, but it'll be fast. I talk very quickly. As you listen, see if any of these things are tripping you up right now. And then I'll tell you the three things you should do that will eliminate all of these obstacles. All right. Reason number one, people have a hard time finishing their goals, lack of clarity. They don't know what they want to do. They've run into what I call the vision wall often, which is this belief that you need to know exactly where you're going, like in exactly what you're going to do before you take the first step. It's like this huge wall that gets in front of you and you go, okay, I got to figure out my entire plan, my entire course of action before I take the first step. As soon as I have a vision, I'll get moving. So the first reason that people have a hard time finishing goals is lack of clarity. Second reason, confusion. They might've made some progress but they're unsure on what to do next. The next step 
isn't obvious. So you wrote a thousand words about a book idea, but now what? Or you filed your LLC for your business, but now what? You made a little progress with your health plan, but stalled out. Now what? This is the issue of now what? And confusion comes in and often traps people. Number three reason, prioritization. Prioritization. They can't pick which goal to work on. They have 1,000 different things they might like to do, and they don't know which one to focus on. This is uber common, especially if you listen to a podcast called All It Takes is a Goal, or if you do the Guaranteed Goals Challenge with me in January. I never meet people that don't have a single goal. Very, very rarely has someone come up to me and said, well... I would do a goal, but I just have zero. I have zero goals. Usually, if you're like me, and a lot of you are, you're a gold nerd. You love to hustle. You love to get after it. You're curious about so many different things in life. And if anything, your list is too long, and it's hard to prioritize them. Number four reason that people sometimes don't finish their goals is chasing goals feels selfish. They think they don't have permission to work on themselves. This one is often related to your family of origin, which is just fancy, like fancy counselor talk for the family you grew up in. You grew up in a house where it was considered selfish to dream or focus on any part of your own life. And so chasing goals feels selfish. So every time you start to work on it, put some real time against it, you feel bad. You sometimes see this related to mom guilt, where a mom feels guilty for working on herself, where she, she feels like, I would love to do this thing. I want to have a side hustle or I want to get back in shape, but I should really, every second should be about my children. And she feels this mom guilt. So the fourth reason people don't finish their goals, it feels like it's selfish. Number five, they're too busy. They don't have enough time. So let me be clear on this one. This can be a real reason or a fake reason. Sometimes you really don't have enough time. I remember when I first got engaged in goals, we lived in Atlanta and I was busy. I had a full-time job. I had an Atlanta commute. I had a young wife. I had two kids under the age of four. I had freelance clients. I had a million different responsibilities. And so it wasn't like I had a ton of time to work on my goals. I had to start getting up at 5 a.m. I would get up really, really early so that I could write my blog, so I'd work on my book, so I could work on growing this platform I was trying to build. One really easy way to figure out if you have some time is to check your screen time. If you have an iPhone, go into that little little setting, screen time, because I guarantee you can find a little bit of time um, in Instagram or a little bit of time in Facebook. One week I looked up, I had 13 hours of Instagram. I, I've told you that before because it's still so shocking to me. So a lot of people say, though, I'm too busy, I'm too busy. I'm fine if you're really too busy. What I don't like is when you haven't checked your calendar. Like there are some people that legitimately have three jobs and mortgages and kids and they have 11 free minutes in their day. I think I could help them find some other minutes, some hidden minutes as I call it, but they're really busy. There are other people though that'll say, I'm just too busy to write. And then they will tell you about their fantasy football team and like a backup quarterback that, that might be coming off of IR that they might pick up in one of their five teams. So it really depends. Number six reason people sometimes struggle with goals, imposter syndrome. They feel like a phony anytime they work on the goal. Who am I to think I can teach other people anything? Who am I to think I can write a book? You know, who, who am I to launch a course or start a podcast or whatever it is? 
Like I experienced that with my first book, the very first book I wrote, the first draft, my wife read it and was like, who is this? Because it's not you. Because I had written it in a voice like a serious author would write and it wasn't my voice. So a lot of people stop their goals because of imposter syndrome. The seventh reason is comparison. There's a popular one to talk about right now, especially online. This is when people think they don't have what it takes because they compare themselves to other people, often people who are further ahead than they are. One of, one of my tweets, that's one of the few tweets that I've ever actually kind of went anywhere. I tweeted, never compare your beginning to somebody else's middle. And what I meant by that is it's so easy like to go online and see somebody that's in the third year of doing the thing you want to try and compare your first day to their third year. It's just human nature to do that. So I always tell people, never compare your beginning to somebody else's middle because comparison can stop a goal. Reason number eight, people don't finish goal. Procrastination. So they have the time, they, they just don't know how to manage it well. They keep putting off the goal until later, the land of later. I'll talk more about dealing with procrastination in the Guaranteed Goals Challenge because it's a big issue. If that's you, sign up for the free challenge. Don't procrastinate. It's acuff.me slash challenge. Number nine, they're afraid of failure. The goal is so precious. Like it's so important to them that just the thought of not having what it takes freezes them in their tracks. It's kind of this fear that, what if I try? Like, what if I go all in? What if I really try and I discover I don't have what it takes? Well, do you want to know, you want to know a secret? You don't have what it takes. You don't. Nobody has what it takes, dot, 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 at first. Nobody does. Nobody has what it takes at first. No one ever does. But the fear of failure lies to you and says you have to be an instant expert. So when you're not, you feel like a failure and you quit. Everybody, though, it takes time to get good at whatever it is you're doing. But number nine, afraid of failure. Number 10 is the reverse, the other side of the coin, a fear of success. They're afraid of success. This one is particularly bad because you feel dumb for even having this fear. Like, who is afraid of success? Isn't that what we want? Isn't that what we're working on? It is, but I can identify with this one. I can. This is ultimately the fear that if you succeed, you'll have to live up to that success now that the expectations are raised. This is a cousin fear of imposter syndrome. They're related. But it's this fear that like, what if it goes well and it gets really, really difficult? Or what if it goes well and I can't live up to the expectations? Or what if it was a fluke? What if it goes well one time, but it's a fluke and I'm really not talented or capable and it all falls apart and people find out like, I'm just the man behind the curtain in the Wizard of Oz. Like, what if? That's the fear of success, which is reason number 10. Reason number 11 Sometimes people have picked a goal that's too big or too aggressive. This is what I call Iron Man This Weekend Syndrome. Iron Man This Weekend Syndrome. The goal you attempt is wildly unrealistic from the get-go. You haven't written in three years, and now you want to write a book in a month. You're like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm inspired. I'm ready to go. And it's way too crazy and way too large, and you get crippled before you've even started. Reason number 12, broken soundtracks or overthinking specifically. Your mindset gets in the way. I wrote a whole book about this called, you guessed it, Soundtracks. A lot of y'all have read it and reviewed it. Thank you for doing that. But here's the core of this. Here's why mindset matters. Your thoughts turn into actions. Your actions turn into results. So often, if you haven't put in place the right thoughts, you don't get the right actions and you don't get the right results. And your mindset, your overthinking holds you back from some amazing goals. 
Reason number 13, they're overwhelmed by the potential work. The work that achieving the goal would require feels too big. This happens when you look at all the work too soon. For instance, I just signed a new four book publishing deal, which I am thrilled about. I'm so excited about that. As an author, that's the dream, right? And when I say learning how to use goals changed my life, I mean it. Without goals, I never would have been able to confidently sign a four book deal. But if I stare at the work, like at all the pieces it's going to take to complete that, if I look at the next four years, the next five years, I'll start to get overwhelmed. So instead, I focus on the first book, and not even just the first book, the first page of the first book, the first chapter of the first book, the first outline of the first book, and I just go page by page by page. I don't look at all four books or what's going to happen with book three in 2026 because I'll get overwhelmed. But sometimes people stare at all the potential work they have to do, and it stops them in their tracks. Number 14, perfectionism. If it can't be done perfectly this time, the very first time, and nothing can, why even try? Like if it can't be perfect the first time, why even try? There's there's one particular part of a goal that trips up perfectionists the most. Like there's a there's four parts in a goal, and there's one part where perfectionists just get so stuck. I just wrote about that just the other day for day one of the Guaranteed Goals Challenge. So this topic is fresh for me, like it's top of mind. Any perfectionists listening? Yeah, me too. I've worked really, really hard on my perfectionism over the years. It's a fear. It's fear in a tuxedo. Perfectionism is a poison that pretends to be a vitamin. People, It's one of those like character flaws that people go, I don't know what to tell you, I'm a perfectionist, as if it's a good thing, but it's not, and it stops people. Reason number 14. Reason number 15, inconsistent effort. Inconsistent effort. Somebody's talented. Maybe they've even enjoyed some initial success, but their efforts aren't consistent enough to generate compound momentum. They never get the benefit from the compounding effect of momentum. A lot of starts and stops, starts and stops. Reason number 16, impatience. People sometimes give up when the results don't come quickly enough. And, and often it's due to be to like outrageous expectations. Like we all say, I know there's no such thing as overnight success, but we secretly want it. And do you know how long it takes to achieve a goal? I actually know the answer to this. I know we've probably never met, um, but I know exactly how long it's going to take you to achieve your goal. Whatever the goal is you're working on, do you want to know the answer? Longer than you want. That That is the answer. Longer than you want. I've never met somebody. I've never met somebody with any goal in any area of their life where they're like, yeah, it just happened so fast. Like it was almost like, oh, it was so instant. It just happened so fast. No, goals always take longer than we want. But if we have these unrealistic expectations, then when it doesn't happen the way we want, we get impatient and we often quit. Reason number 17, people give up. Unexpected challenges. This is again, one of the few like legitimate reasons on this list. This could be taking care of an aging parent, losing a job, a health issue, something legitimate might derail the goal. It's an unexpected challenge that when you planned your year, when you planned your quarter, planned your month, whatever it was, you didn't see that coming and it knocks you off course. Number 18, sometimes people lose their enthusiasm. They felt a certain way at the beginning of the goal and now midway, they no longer feel that way. They checked their motivation tank and the tank was empty. So they quit. Number 19, 
they switched goals. Now, this one's interesting. This can be legitimate or illegitimate. Let me explain. I quit cycling, like road biking, to focus on running, which was a great decision. I switched that goal. I said, okay, I don't like cycling. I do like like running. Running is fun for me. I love running. And I changed. That's a legitimate switch. But often... I leave books half finished, like I read halfway in because I see an ad for a new one and I just switch. That's not a great decision. I never build up good traction if I'm constantly switching goals for a reason that doesn't make sense. And a lot of people switch goals. Number 20, reason that people sometimes don't finish their goals is criticism. Now this can be either received, something someone actually said, or perceived the fear of future criticism. That second one is a doozy, future criticism, because perceived criticism doesn't exist yet, and your imagination amplifies it. Your imagination says, hey, if you write a book, like if you publish you know, a book, if you record a podcast, if you ask for a raise, if you, you know, step out, you'll get criticized. And the, the fear of perceived criticism is massive and colorful because your imagination is involved. Reason number 21, distraction. They get distracted. They, they lose their focus to the distraction industry. There's a whole industry geared at distracting you. And sometimes people get distracted. I mean, it's a lot easier to watch Netflix than it is to write a book. I think, I think Abraham Lincoln said that. I think that was in one of his early speeches, that it's so much easier to watch Netflix than it is to write a book. People get distracted. Number 22, the goal is too expensive. Now, this can be a reality or an assumption. If you create a payment plan to go back for an MBA, that's a just cause to pause studies until you can pay for them. Like if you and I sit down and you said, yeah, I'm going to finish my degree. Here's what it costs. Here's how I'm going to pay for it. Here's what I'm doing. All right. Okay, great. You're working on that. The financial side of it isn't going to stop you. But if you assume self-publishing a book is really expensive without researching the cost or that it's really expensive to start a podcast or it's really expensive to start, you know, selling products online, like without even doing the research, that's a fear that's just not true, but you get stopped by the idea that the goal is too expensive. Number 23, they feel out of time. Dealing with the reality of past decisions feels too intimidating and that it's too late. So there's this fear that I've missed my chance. There was a better time to do this and I missed it. If I had started this when I was 27, if I had started this when I was 37, if I had started this when I was 18 or 19, I could be so much further along and I didn't and I feel out of time. And the last reason that people often don't finish goals is they received bad advice. A parent, a teacher, a boss, a self-help guru gave them a plan that was doomed to fail. They just got some really terrible advice. They followed it, unfortunately, and then it just blew up. Those are the reasons people don't finish goals. And what's interesting is that As long as that list is, and it's massive, it's 24 items. I probably could have added 24 more. Maybe right now you're thinking, well, you didn't cover my reason. Like my reason is different than that. That's fine. Every reason boils down to one of three things, an abundance of fear, a disconnection from desire, or a lack of community. Let me say that again. An abundance of fear, tons of fear, a disconnection from desire, or a lack of community. It's true. Think about it. Lack of clarity, that's a desire issue. You don't know what you really want. Confusion about what to do next, that's fear. It's the fear that you'll take the wrong next step so you don't take any. Prioritization, that's fear too. The fear that you'll pick the wrong goal to work on. If you have a list of goals right now, there's a party that's going, 
oh, you better pick the right one because what if you spend like six months working on it, you recognize it's not the right one and you, oh, you, that would just be terrible. That's fear. Chasing goals feels selfish. That's the fear you'll be judged by other people. That somebody will go, oh, you're, you're selfish with your time. You don't care about your family. You don't care about other people. That's selfish. That's a fear of being judged. Too busy? That's a desire issue. When you've got a burning desire for a specific goal, it snowplows your entire schedule. Like it comes through your entire schedule like a snowplow. It's just like starts pushing things out of the way. Like you find the time. When I wanted to become a public speaker, I've told you guys this before, I would practice speeches on the drive to work in Atlanta. Like I realized, ooh, I got an hour and a half of time when I commute to work. I can practice my speech just, and it was dark. Nobody saw me like yelling like a lunatic to my steering wheel, trying to really change my steering wheel with my positive words. But I, I found that time because I had a desire. Okay, what about imposter syndrome? That's fear, obviously. Comparison, fear. Procrastination, fear. Afraid of failure, afraid of success. Obviously, fear. Maybe your problem is you pick a goal that's too big or aggressive. That's actually a community issue. You need community around you to help you right-size your goals. My trainer, Caleb, for instance, gave me a workout plan that was annoyingly slow and small for months. And he did because he knew that I would go too big at first and give up. Like I would go, I'm all in. I'm doing it every day. I'm going to be doing knee raises and like pull-ups in my sleep. And then I would have done that for like a week and given up. So... I needed the community to help shape that goal. What about overthinking? What about being overwhelmed by the potential work? What about perfectionism? Fear, 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 inconsistent effort. That's a community issue too. The best way to stay consistent is inside of a community that's pushing in the same direction as you are. If you've ever been part of a gym that had a sense of community, you know that experience. Because there was a party that was like, I was not going to go today, but I know Jill is going to be there. And if, I, if I'm not there, Jill's going to text me later. I don't want to disappoint Jill and I want to go get my points. Like, let's go. Community. Um, inconsistent effort, it's always community. But impatience, that's a desire issue. That's a desire issue. You are being impatient about your desire and you need a big enough desire that it helps you in the long run go. It's not here today and I wish it was, but I'm going to keep working because it's worth it. The desire I have is so worth it. I'm going to be patient. Unexpected challenges that knock you off course. That's a community challenge too, because community will pick you back up when you fall. Like that's one of the gifts of community is that when you have an unexpected challenge, and I've had this a couple of times in groups I've taught where somebody will say, my mother who has early stage dementia is now living with me and I, I don't have the same amount of time I used to have. And the community picked that person up. And the beautiful thing about community is that they will say two of the most powerful words in the world, which are me too. Like me too. Like people came out of the woodwork to go, oh, my dad came to live with us. Here's what we did. Or, oh, my, my mom lived with us. Here's what we did. Somebody will say, hey, that thing that happened to you happened to me too. And that's the power of community. What happens when you lose your enthusiasm? Desire issue. That's it. It's a desire issue. Your desire isn't big enough if a discouraging day can kill all your motivation. Like you need a desire that's so big and so neon and so fun and so tied to who you are that you go, it doesn't matter. Yeah, today sucked. This month maybe. This month sucked, but I don't care because I got another month coming and I got a really big desire. Let's go. What about when you switch goals and never get momentum? That's fear, criticism, fear, distracted, desire. Your desire has to be big enough that Netflix looks boring. Ooh, let's say that again. Your desire should be big enough that Netflix looks boring. Where you go, what? None of that is going to do anything for me, for my desire. So I don't have time. I just don't have time for it. 
What about your goal is too expensive or you feel out of time? Both are fear issues. And last but not least, you get bad advice from someone. Obviously, that's a community issue. Fear, desire, community. That's what it all comes down to. So this year, when you're working on a goal and you run into any of these 24 issues or any other issue, I want you to ask one question. Is this a fear, desire, or community issue? Is what's happening to me right now based on fear, based on desire, or based on community? Now, knowing the the answer to that one question will help you clarify what you need to do next. So maybe you need to be brave. It's a fear issue, so you need to be brave. Maybe it's a desire issue, so you need to reconnect with your desire, to the desire that started you on that goal. Maybe it's a community issue, and you need to engage in community. You need to invest in community. How do you do that? Well, I'm working on that answer right now. I'm building a new community. I finally have the resources, the team, and the time to really lean into a community. More on that later, but for now, remember that question when you run into an obstacle this year. Is this a fear, desire, or community issue? Once you know the answer, be brave, reconnect with your desire, engage in community. That's it. That's it for today. If you want to join me and 10,000 people from around the world who are working on goals together, sign up for the Guaranteed Goals Challenge. It starts in January. It's three videos for me, lessons that I teach. You can watch the replays because most people don't attend like the time that we launch them. They're always at 12 p.m. Central because I live in Central Time Zone. Shout out Central. Nobody gives Central any love. But most people watch them on their own time at night, later in the day. Sometimes people say, I, I watched it in the car rider pickup line. Awesome. It starts in January and it's going to be amazing. If you like this podcast, it's like this content, but just with jet fuel added. Sign up for free today at acuff.me slash challenge. Thanks for listening today. We'll put all the links in the show notes as always. And thank you for reviewing my podcast. Here's a recent review from Liz with Mary Kay. That was her. I don't think her last name is with Mary Kay. I just think she's hustling and she's doing something amazing with Mary Kay. You go, Liz. That's fantastic. Here's what she said. I love the bravery series. I love how relatable John is to our real life. It's just a puddle. That's one of the soundtracks I taught is such a great reminder. And I wish I'd had this influence when my boys were young. Thank you for saying that, Liz. I really appreciate it. If you hadn't listened to the Bravery series, go back a couple episodes. I think you'll love it too. I'll see you next week. And remember, all it takes is a goal. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the All It Takes is a Goal podcast and to get access to today's show notes and exclusive content from John Acuff, visit acuff.me slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the All It Takes is a Goal podcast.